Today on the Locked On Blues podcast, the St. Louis Blues have had a very successful road trip up until this point. They have gone one, two, three, and one. Um, unfortunately, falling to the Seattle Kraken last night, five to two. But for that, they were on a pretty decent four-game win streak. So I'm going to be breaking down the road trip as a whole, talking about the injury to Jordan Cairo and more. Lots to go over this episode. Should be a good one. Make sure you stay tuned. Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Lockdown Blues Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm your host, as always, Josh Hyman. We've got a busy episode for you today. There's been a bunch of games. Um, I've been pretty busy with work, uh, but now, you know, getting caught up, getting back on schedule. So lots to talk about today. Um, and I'm sort of just going to go through in the first segment, going to go through the games one by one, uh, starting with the... Incredible comeback win versus the Edmonton Oilers, going on to the 5-2 win over the Calgary Flames, the 5-1 win over the Vancouver Canucks before wrapping things up with the 5-2 loss against the Seattle Kraken, uh, and also, you know, mixing in a few things here and there. Obviously, the injury to Jordan Cairo is super concerning. He has been on an absolute tear. Um, but yeah, let's just jump into it. Um so the first game of the road trip was a matchup against the Connor McDavid-led Edmonton Oilers. Uh, Blues got out to a pretty rocky start with Zach Hyman. Uh, loved the last name. Hate the goal against. Uh, scored a go-ahead goal just a minute into the game. His 14th of the year. He's having a great season. Um, but Jordan Cairo, who has been absolutely spectacular, tied it up a few minutes later with about seven minutes to go. Uh, or seven minutes into the period, sorry. Um, he has been on an absolute tear lately. Before I continue, I definitely do want to talk about uh, his his uh, ascension lately. I'm pretty sure he is third in the NHL in points uh, since the since like that nine game span, the first nine games of the season where he was really struggling. Excuse me, struggling. I'm pretty sure since then he's like third in the NHL in points, only behind McDavid and Tage Thompson. So uh, encouraging stuff there. You know, he has played like a superstar. Um, Tons of points, tons of goals, tons of assists. Everything you could ask for out of a, a, a franchise cornerstone player. We've seen out of Jordan Cairo. Now, a little bit later in the episode, I'm going to be talking about his injury. And I'm a little concerned, obviously. You know, we don't really know what it is. Uh, obviously, we assume it's a concussion. But we don't really know the severity or anything like that. We don't know when he'll be back. And and that's something that we definitely need to talk about. His absence was very much felt last night against the Kraken. But let's continue to speed run through these games, you know, before I get into some more of the, the nitty-gritty. Um, <laughs> I had tweeted out at some point during the game that uh, Connor, or the St. Louis Blues are the only team in the NHL that have held Connor McDavid to under a point per game in his career, and then literally five minutes later he scored. So my bad on that one. But the, that sentiment still stands, even though he did get a goal in that game. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it's Connor McDavid, and I talked about containing Connor McDavid and how that was one of the keys to beating the Edmonton Oilers, and the Blues did a very good job of that. Um, kept him off the scoreboard for the most part. Obviously, you give up a goal, but 
it, it's on the power play, you know, it's, it's limiting him to one goal is a win in, in my book for sure. Uh, and then Kyler Yamamoto opens up the third period. Well, it really opens up the third period, but half of the third period gets himself a goal uh, to put the Edmonton Oilers up three to one. And then the Blues took a penalty there pretty a little bit later on. At that point, I was pretty discouraged. You know, the Oilers were playing really well, um, not really giving the Blues a chance to come back in the game. But the Blues held on and, and admittedly were very, very strong late in that third period. Robert Thomas with only his seventh of the year. Um, scored to get the Blues within one. The Blues take a penalty with about like a minute and a half to go. And at that point, it just feels like it's impossible. You know, down one on the road to the Edmonton Oilers on the, you know, shorthanded. Um, but Jordan Cairo has one of my absolute favorite plays of the year. Goes in behind the net, one-on-one with Connor McDavid and just bodies McDavid off the puck, uh, wins the puck battle, fires it out to Vladimir Tarasenko, who scores the one-timer. Um, with about 20 seconds to go in the period. I'm pretty sure that was the Tarasenko goal. He was the primary assist on both the Thomas goal and the Tarasenko goal, and it was a few days ago, so apologies if I'm getting those two mixed up. But either way, um, great great playmaking from Kairou, great body control, way to show that he can hang with a guy like Connor McDavid and, and win puck battles against a guy like Connor McDavid. Um, overtime, pretty uneventful, heads into a shootout, nothing really to talk about there. I mean, Jordan Kairou did get the goal because, of course, you know he's the Blues' best player. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm very impressed with the way the Blues played against Edmonton, uh, and I was looking forward to seeing them, you know, continue on that that um, that momentum. You know, they had won two in a row at that point against the Calgary Flames. So before I get into that game, I want to tell you guys about the sponsor of today's episode because today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.net. Now, BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season, basketball and hockey. Got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts like this one, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. Always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. And I'll be right back with the second half of today's All right, so the Blues head into the second night of a back-to-back against a struggling Flames team uh, with Thomas Grice and Nett. Uh, Ivan Barbashev opens up the scoring. Only his fifth goal of the year. Definitely a down year from him compared to last season where he had 25, but I've called that one for a while now. I didn't think that his 20-plus goal performance was repeatable. I didn't think it was going to be this quiet from him uh, this early in the season. Hopefully that goal you know, will get him going, but we'll see. Um, another assist from Thomas, uh, Mackie tied it up for Calgary late in that first period, but second period was all St. Louis. They held a lot of the, the control, a lot of the, the pressure, and that was capitalized by a power play goal from Jordan Cairo just three minutes in. And the Blues did a really good job of limiting the Flames' opportunities, uh, moving forward throughout the rest of that game or the rest of that period, I should say. And, you know, Cairo has had the ability to look like the best player on the ice a lot of the times that he's out there. And, this game was no different. You know, he ended up scoring his second goal, obviously, later in the game. We'll get into that one, obviously, later. But um, he, he has really implemented himself as a superstar player in this league. And, you know, the, the rough start aside, he has been probably the Blues' best offensive player this season. Um, and um, 
yeah, I just think the the recent play of Jordan Cairo and the offense as a whole has been very, very, very encouraging uh, for the St. Louis Blues, and it's something that I think uh, um, is is a good indicator for the team moving forward. Just the fact that um, the the biggest issues throughout the losing streak uh, were like was like the offense, and lately it was a little bit the goaltending. Um, and it seems like it's gotten figured out, you know, at least in those few games, Thomas Grice makes 41 saves in this game, uh, on 43 shots against, which is incredibly impressive. Uh, the offense is firing on all cylinders, scoring five goals against a pretty tough Calgary flames defense. Uchnevitz gets himself a goal in that third period. Uh, Mackie gets his second of the night, his second of the year, um, later in that period to bring the flames to within one. But then Saad and Cairo combined for two goals in about a minute. Uh, that would be like three goals in a minute total uh, between the two teams. And that the Blues never really looked back after that. Um, incredibly, incredibly impressive period for the St. Louis Blues. Just way to way to see a team creeping back in and absolutely slam the door. You know, that's a mark of a good team is when they can sense another team is getting momentum. Um, they're able to just shut the door and make sure that you know, any chance of blowing a lead isn't going to happen. And Brendan Saad did a good job of doing that. He sort of created the goal all by himself, unassisted. Um, he's been sneakily one of the Blues' best players this year, especially on offense. You know, his presence was very much missed when he was out, uh, not just in the offensive end, but the penalty kill as well. And the penalty kill has been spectacular uh, as of late, and he has been a big part of that. I've talked about that a lot. Um, but, yeah, and then Jordan Cairo gets the goal later, a um, minute later, from Thomas and Barbashev. Barbashev had himself a great game, um, as did Thomas, you know, getting a couple assists there. Uh, but yeah, they move on from that game, uh, win 5-2. That creates a three-game win streak. And then the Blues come into Vancouver on the first night of a back-to-back. Jordan Binnington gets the start and has one of his best games of the season, stopping 33 of 34 shots on goal. Um, now, and it wasn't really close in this one. Um, Jordan Cairo had his first career hat trick, which I can't believe it took this long. Uh, you really just felt like it happened earlier. You know, obviously looking back, like, yeah, I don't remember a hat trick, but when I saw first career hat trick, I'm like, damn, that that's, that's kind of surprising. You know, he's, he's a, a superstar talent in this league and surprised it took him this long to get himself a hattie, but glad to see it happen live. You know, obviously uh, first period, pretty back and forth between the two teams shots were 12 to 11. Um, Vancouver did a good job of, of pressuring St. Louis, but St. Louis did a good job of, you know, weathering the storm. Anytime you're on the road, especially, you know, in, in Canada, uh, the crowd's going to be pretty intense. Um, the team's going to be playing hard that you're playing against. You got to really weather the storm and, and make sure that you're, you're, you're doing the best you can to catch any momentum that you could possibly get. And they did a good job of doing that. Um, and the third or second period was all St. Louis, uh, with Jordan Cairo opening up the scoring about halfway through with assists from Letty and Tarasenko. By the way, maybe Nick Letty's best game of the season against the Canucks. Uh, he had a couple assists and was everywhere, all over the ice. So that's super encouraging to see. So Cairo gets his 14th of the year early on in that period uh, before Mikheyev ties it up for Vancouver. But then the Blues do what they have done pretty well in the last few games, and that's respond to giving up goals, uh, something that the Blues have really struggled with this year uh in their losses has been scoring a goal whether it be a go-ahead goal or, or a tying goal whatever 
um, and then immediately giving up a goal. And that is just such a backbreaker um, for them. You know, anytime you, you capture a little bit of momentum and then immediately give that away, it's just really, really difficult to retain that momentum again. And they flipped the script lately, and they did so again in this Vancouver game with Nathan Walker getting his first of the year 40 seconds after the Canucks tied it up, which is super encouraging. Um, Nick Letty, Colton Pareko got the assist on that goal. Nick Letty looked great in that game. Like I said, Pareko looked pretty good as well. He has been better lately, in my opinion. Uh, still not quite as good as I think we need him to be, but he's looked better. Uh, Robert Thomas gets his eighth goal of the year. He's starting to score a little bit more, which is good. He's starting to shoot the puck a little bit more, which is good. Barbashev and Cairo get the assist. Barbashev continues to rack up the points. Cairo continues to rack up the points. So, you know, this this game is is to give them a four-game win streak. And they, they didn't look back in the third period. Specifically, Jordan Cairo didn't look back. He gets himself his second goal of the night just a minute into that third period with assists from Tori Krug and Vladimir Tarasenko. Um, great goal. You know, just just typical Kairu power play, like creating it for himself, being the most dangerous guy on the ice, and then shuts the door on any opportunity of the Vancouver Canucks making a comeback with his third goal of the night and 16th goal of the season, about halfway through the period, with assists from Tarasenko and Thomas. After the, the first period, the Blues were actually outshot 23-15, to 15. Uh, but Jordan Bington did a spectacular job of shutting the door. He made some really, really big saves. and some really, really timely saves as well. Um, obviously, you know, made 33 of them things uh, to really lead the Blues to victory. So ever since his his incident, you know, against, um, was it Anaheim, I want to say, um, where he got into that, you know, whatever, got pulled from the game, got got a 10-minute misconduct, and then Ruby sounded off on him in the post-game press conference. Um, ever since then, he has been a changed player, and he has been really, really, really good in his role. Um, he's given the Blues a chance to win every single game, and he has pitched a couple near shutouts uh, as well. So I'm really, really satisfied with the way that Jordan Bennington has played. Lately, the Blues walked to a 5-1 victory in that game. Didn't really seem like they broke a sweat all that much. It was just Jordan Cairo putting the team on his back. You know, one of the first times I feel like he's truly done that in his career, just, just taken over a game and made himself the center of attention, you know, you couldn't take your eyes off of him. It seems like every single time he was on the ice, he was creating chances. Um, even had a pretty decent defensive game as well. He was just everywhere, you know, got himself an assist as well for four points on the night. However, late in the game, he took what was, in my opinion, a pretty clean hit uh, against the boards. I forget the name of the guy that hit him, but took a hit, skated off the ice, holding his head, looking a little dazed. Um, and then ruled out of the game the following night against the Seattle Kraken. Now, we don't have a ton of information on his injury or um, the severity of it. You know, Obviously, you assume it's concussion, um, but we don't really know the severity of it, how long-term it'll be, and it's more just a matter of, you know, it's not like a, not like a sprained ankle where you're like, oh, yeah, you know, these typically, these typically heal in this amount of time, you know, he'll, he'll hopefully be back then. It's like, no, it's a concussion and it's, it's more generally like a matter of just checking in with him every single day, see what the progress is, seeing how, how present his symptoms are, et cetera, et cetera. So, I mean, it's probably going to be a day to day thing. He, he could return in the very next game or, you know, he could be out a week. He could be out a month and he could be out a whole season. I'm not saying that's very likely, but um, hello, Kima. See if you're not on YouTube, you're missing you're missing prime cat content right now. My cat is is joining me as my co-star. Um, anyways, though, 
Uh, that aside, uh, it's definitely concerning that Kairou is on his biggest tear of the season and then goes down with a concussion. You hope that he can come back and return to form right away, but the fact of the matter is there's probably going to be a bit of an adjustment period as soon as he returns, and that's that's always not ideal. You know, you want him to you want him to to continue to play his elite game, and it's what led to the Blues winning so many of their games, and they definitely missed his presence in the Seattle game. So in this upcoming third and final segment, I'm going to be talking about the Blues' unfortunate loss to the Seattle Kraken and what they need to look at moving forward as they have a tough two-game stretch against the Golden Knights and Maple Leafs. Make sure you stay tuned. We'll be right back. So the Blues had their second night of a their second back-to-back in four days against the Seattle Kraken. Thomas Grice got the start. Martin Jones got the start for Seattle. Seattle has been very, very impressive this year. Um, third in the Pacific Division, 18-10-3. Martin Jones as well has been really good. Um, I guess they were 17-10-3 heading into the game. Spoiler alert, if you didn't watch, the Blues lost. <laughs> um, and they were never really in it, unfortunately. Uh, Ryan Donato opened up the scoring for the Seattle Kraken. Uh, Susie got one in the second period. Sprong got one in the second period. And McCann got one in the second period. And You're down 4-0 heading into the third. It's 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 going to be a, a, a tough hill to climb. Blues just had a really hard time keeping the Kraken forwards in front of them. Um, seems like they were constantly getting breakaways or odd man rushes, which is remnant to, to what caused the Blues to struggle in a lot of their losses, just giving up odd man rushes out of position, you know, giving away breakaways and s- stuff like that. So it's a little concerning there, but also I guess you consider it encouraging in the sense that they know what they did, did wrong. And look, having seen the Blues lose so many games this year and, fairly similar fashion it kind of just feels like the team shows up when they want to show up and doesn't show up when they don't want to show up as as silly as that sounds it really just feels like they um they just kind of phoned it in in the seattle game they didn't bring the effort that they had brought in the previous four wins obviously missing jordan Cairo is a huge bummer you know the offense is going to take a hit and he makes it look so effortless that maybe that's a part of it just you can always just trust Jordan Cairo to create you some chances no matter how much the rest of the team is is trying he's just that good so missing him was definitely a a, a tough spot for the blues in that game uh, but overall you know there's really nothing i can say about that seattle game that i haven't said about the other 15 or so 18 losses that the blues have had this year um just a matter of effort and consistency it felt like the blues reverted to their they're losing ways in that game, you know, lack of effort, lack of hustle <laughs> um, and such. So, I mean, you, you hope it's easily diagnosable. Um, and they definitely put on a bit of a, a bit of a, um, bit of a, a turnaround in that third period uh, as they brought it to within two. Uh, Colton Pareko got a goal and I believe Buchnevich got the other. Uh, yeah, Pareko gets his second of the year. Um, assisted by Logan Brown, who made his return to the lineup. So it was good to see Logan Brown get back into the lineup and, and make some plays, make some stuff happen. Um, and, you know, Buchnevich, who I think has had a little bit of an underwhelming season, only with his 11th goal on the year. You'd like to see a little bit more out of him. Um, but overall, you know, tough loss, but nothing I'm super concerned about. The Blues had a really, really successful road trip going 4-1, and one. Um, on what I think was their their hardest road trip of the season up until that point, and probably going to be their hardest road trip of the season as a whole. So 
I always talk about reference points, you know, anytime the blues are on the road or playing a tough team, they can look back at that, that Western Canadian road trip and say, you know, at least we, we, we took four wins, um, against the, these Western Canadian teams and, and, you know, going to tough arenas, playing back to backs, et cetera, et cetera. It'll be a good reference points for the blues to look back on and, 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 you know, have that resilience and that ability to, you know, stay strong when, when their backs are against the wall. I don't think this team is quite out of it yet. I think they have a chance to contend for a playoff spot moving forward, mostly because the West has been really bad this year, but also because I think this blues team has something going for them. I think that they have the capability to win some games. So looking forward to seeing that moving forward. That being said, that is all the time I have for you guys today. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to me on. That way you never miss a new episode. (laughs) Subscribe to the YouTube channel. My cat is currently trying to punch me in the face. Um, If you want to join the YouTube channel at Lockdown Blues, you can see that live. It's really funny. I don't know what she's up to, but yeah. Um, Make sure you follow Lockdown Blues on Twitter and Instagram. Fun stuff there, you know, memes and game takes, all that good stuff. You can follow me on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL if you want a little more personal side of me. That being said, thank you all so much for listening. And as always, let's go Blues.